Casey, but no, but I can't. What am I supposed to do? You're just supposed to live your life, you know? But like everybody... But everybody told you to do... If everybody told you to jump off a bridge, Busy, would you jump off it? I think you know me well enough to know the answer is yes. <laughs> Oh, wait, why are you coming out of my computer? Hold on. Oh, uh, yeah. It just, you know how in the Zoom app, not recorder. Ugh. <laughs> yes. The two things, guys, that you need to make a podcast, both <laughs> called Zoom, <laughs> do, do totally different things. Totally, totally different things. Yes. A Zoom application that we're all familiar with. Now we are. Yeah. Sure. Now. Um, and then a Zoom recorder, which is a totally different company and totally different thing. And I'm frankly surprised that they no were both. No it, one's it, topped it, the Zoom well, recorder, because you know I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, Mr. Zoom, but you made a product that sucks. There's a new Zoom that I think we have to get you that Send better. it to me. Send it to me yeah. immediately. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not foolproof and bad news. We're fools. So speak you know. for yourself. <laughs> I am alive and thriving over here. <laughs> but knock on wood, I mean, we're a lot better than we used to be. Josh, I think you'd agree that knock on wood, we're a lot better than we used to be about messing up the recordings, the various recordings. I agree. Except for I'm not recording the Zoom call. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I literally just recorded because oh, I was. Oh, my God. Casey. Casey. Was that a bit? Was that a bit? No, I really wasn't. But it's fine. It's fine. Oh, my God. It's fine. Because I, I wasn't huh? recording the backup. Josh, I'm sorry. It's his birthday, too. And we're already like. <laughs> Off on a tear. Josh? Yeah. It's his Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. We love you. I love that people write us messages asking, can Josh do this? Or what? Like they like Josh has never been. Josh has been on a lot of other podcasts, but he's never been on our podcast. But um people just because we mention him. Josh is a character in our he, lives. It's true. He is. He is in he's the sitcom. He's the main character. He's a bird lover. He's a bird dad. I bet I bet that Josh was super excited about my Flocko the owl <laughs> sighting hunt. Not a hunt because we weren't we weren't gonna like. Yeah, it was a sightseeing hunt. Yeah, one time a bird watch. I, one time I talked like just off microphone. I think to you about how I had like an escaped macaw or something in my backyard, like someone's pet macaw. And then he was like, later he was like, you should have told me immediately. I would have come and tried to coax that macaw into a cage. And I was like, oh, I should have. He's like a bird rescuer. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We gave him pillows with likenesses of his three pet of, birds. Yes, that's right. On them for, do that. for Christmas. Um, but anyway, happy birthday, Josh. Sorry I didn't hit record on the Zoom call right away. How are you? Um, I mean, I know there's lots going I've had on. A, yeah, there's a lot going on. And... Yeah. uh. I am just going to give you a brief birdie update, which is just that uh, 
we took Birdie to the, or I took, I did. I took yeah. Birdie to the yeah. pediatric neurologist today. Yeah. It was wonderful. And I love it. And guys, I just want to say this. Only women doctors. <laughs> um, Only women doctors. That's period for the rest I, of our lives. I try to keep it, you know, unless... Unless someone comes highly recommended, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it is this is complicated for me because Clark Wang did become right. You know, my favorite new doc here, uh, but also, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I trust women more than I trust yeah, men. I mean. <sighs> It's like when, remember when we were hiring people for Busy Tonight and we needed a co-executive producer and we were like, it's got to be like a great woman. And then we met my friend Nelson and you were like, oh, shoot, he's great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you were bummed that he was great. Um, you well, know, it was disappointing to me. It, it, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, so it, it happens every once in a while you get a great dude doctor, but like for the most part, I, I would tend to just cause I feel more comfortable with a woman like telling her, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to get into too many details about everything that's happening in my life right now. Currently. Yeah, of course. Of course. Except that like Birdie's good and we're going to do, they actually, I mean, so many people writing in with what it could be. Thank you so much. It's so nice. It's very kind of you all. Um, it, yes, probably one of those things. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah. also, but so the, so we just have to do two different like things, like another Tests. brain. Yeah. So she, so here's something interesting that I actually learned though. Yes. Um, I didn't realize that there are seizures that can just be like, because you fainted, you have a seizure. Right, right. But it doesn't mean you have like a chronic Right. It doesn't mean you seizure. have seizure disorder. Yes. yes. Or 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 epilepsy or, you know. Yeah. Is that different? Or is epilepsy the only seizure disorder? I think they just call everything seizure disorder now, but I don't know. Well, yeah. the doc the neurologist to me today said epilepsy. Oh, so. Or it could be one of those things where some people say, I don't really know that much about it. Lincoln's neurologists always use the term seizure disorder. So I wonder though if it's if it is two different things. Whatever. The point being. We'll I find really like, out. We're gonna find out. You let us know. Um, there's just we have to do like a couple more tests for bird. I think the most likely thing is the fact that, you know, because of the Ellers Danlos. Yeah. And the and Birdie's got like hyperextension. Hypermobile, yeah. And <clears throat> the neurologist like also pointed it out today in talking about this. Yeah. That it's probably it could prob it could be like the a valve in her heart that like mm -hmm. stretches too much because yeah. like how our joints stretch too much. Yes. Yes. So we'll see though. We'll we'll see. I mean, it's really again like so fascinating how all this stuff is connected and how we're just like not, well, how some people are just learning about it. And it does always kind of fascinate me, too, like, how behind some doctors seem, you know? Like, like sometimes doctors are just, like, not interested in learning um, the, the hip new diseases. I totally know? agree with you. It's so <laughs> weird. Anyway, also, though, just 
to drive home this point a little bit about yeah. the ladies and advocating for yourself. And by the way, I like asked the neurologist about Lyme. I asked her, you know, like some of the other things that people yeah, have brought yeah. up. And she's like, no, like, no, no. Like she was like, she wasn't like totally dismissive, but she was just like, right. she told me like which things it could. Yeah. And which things wouldn't cause. Yeah. A faint siege. All right. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you have to advocate for yourself because especially I feel like women, obviously we know. Yes. Don't get believed. And my friend who's going through like, the, anyway, my friend who got sick last week was, has been going to doctors yeah. over the last like month and a half, right. two months and telling them how, what, how she felt. And they would like basically tell her to take like some over the counter thing and send her on her way. Right. Right. And now instead she's like, of, instead yeah. of like really taking it seriously and like seeing it through. Yeah. And even at the ER. Yeah. And they, they had to really like advocate for her to like get another test. And then the right. other test found that she was really sick. Right. Nobody should feel like your standard of care is like a crapshoot. And like, you just have to get lucky to get that one doctor who's like, sees something in your case. It just, it would be really great if like, I n- it seems like the the standard operating proce- procedure is to start off very general and then get more specific as time goes on. But mm-hmm. as we know, like time is of the essence in many, many cases. So it'd be so great to start off with like a thorough examination of what could be wrong, pointing, you know, instead of just being like, oh, I'm sure it's just that you're constipated or constipated or sad or whatever just oh yeah it's been a hard time of course you're exhausted yeah yeah because here's the thing like I think I think most people generally well whatever I'm I don't think most people I know for me it takes a lot for me to be like holy shit I should go to the doctor for this like it's like I've been feeling this for a little while now. And I know the difference between how I'm feeling when I'm like just tired, tired, and like when something's wrong. Totally. You know? And and I really did go through it, like trying to get a doctor to help me figure out like something serious that was going on with me. And like I was really lucky. It was like highly treatable situation. Um but it the thing is, like, the quality of my life turned around about a thousand percent after I was treated for it. Yeah. And I had gone through years of trying to, like, get someone to believe that there was something going on with me. And I heard a lot of, like, well, you know, you're just, like, I mean, basically, like, the upshot is, like, you're lazy or whatever. Or, like, you're, like, a little sad or you're tired because you're a mom or, you know, you're tired because— your job. And I was like, no, I mean, I know what all those feelings are. I know I'm familiar with those feelings. I'm telling you, this is something different. And it really, and like, again, we were generalizing a little bit about like women doctors, but the one that finally fucking listened to me was like a super old guy who was like, I know what this is. I know exactly what it is. And he was right. And I got treated for it started treatment for it like almost instantly and he like changed my life a thousand percent. And by the way, also 
was five minutes from retiring. So it was so lucky that I got him in the first place. And then he maintained my care after his retirement because he was like, you've been like going through this shit for years. Like, I'm not just gonna hand you over to like some new doctor who's gonna be like, you're starting back at square one. So like he maintained my care even though he was retired. Bless that man. I mean- (laughs) We finally had to let him retire, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, my new doctor. I I worked with him for years until I came here to Los Angeles and found my new doctor, and she was like, "We he's done good work for you. We need to let him rest." You know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Casey, honey, look at me. You gotta we let need, him go. We need you to let, let him, him retire." Go. Yes. So I mean, but I finally felt like I was in, oh you God, know, that's really funny, capable hands, and listen, also, listen, can I tell you something? Yeah, I've also had elderly male doctors. It's actually interesting. I wonder if there is a divide, since like insurance companies like really took over care, in terms of because I was just thinking about the doctors like years ago. Doctor Sugarman saved my life. Yeah, because. I was, you know, this story, right? The sinus infection thing. And I was flying back to uh, North Carolina, Wilmington, because it was, Dawson's Creek was over, over. Okay. And like, it was like the season or the series finale. Yeah. And I was so salty because I wasn't written into the series finale. Rude. Like the two-part episode. Like, Are you, I just are you still salty exist. about it? I'm actually not anymore. Oh, that's um, good. I know. It does feel good. I mean, to not be salty about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was right that I wasn't in it now that okay. I All right. am on, now that I'm older. Yeah. Now that um, you have perspective. Having, yeah. And having never watched one complete episode <laughs> of Dawson's Creek, I think they ended it beautifully. F- from what you heard. From what I heard, people loved my character. She had a lot of energy and added a a real needed boost a to breath season of fresh five. Air. Now, I don't, I see the reason why it was such a breath of fresh air is because I had never seen the show. Right. And I had, so. and I didn't start watching it when I was going to go there and do it. I just was like, you know what? I like your style. I'm going to just read the part that says Audrey. Yeah. And do that. And then I'm, anything else that's happening, I don't, I don't need to know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I listen, I don't think you're wrong. Obviously, it was successful, a successful turn. But so anyway, this doctor. But anyway, and anyway, this was the real start of the sinus thing. So I landed in Wilmington, but I had been flying so much the month previous. And I felt like my head was going to explode. I thought I had like literally a blood clot in or something. Like I was like terrible. Yeah. I was 22. Yeah. At the time. So I went to the ER because I was like in North Carolina. I was just like, I can't, I'm, there was something definitely very, very wrong with me. Right. And they did a, they did like a a CAT scan of my sinuses or whatever. Yeah. And the doctor was like, you have a slight infection. You're fine. Like you have a slight sinus infection. And I was like, this isn't right. No, no. I know this. Yeah. And anyway, I was like, can you do me a favor? Will you just send this to my ENT in Los Angeles, Dr. Sugarman? Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And I went back. They gave me like some Tylenol. And I like, you know, the fancy Tylenol that you get in the hospital. But that 
was it. Yeah. And I got back to my apartment because I still had my apartment. Yeah. There. I think I was in my apartment. I think I was. And uh, Dr. Sugarman called me and he's like, busy. You are not to get on a plane. You cannot go anywhere. I need you to go back to the hospital. They have to give you a shot of antibiotics right now because I had had the sphenoidal sinus infection. And oh. like your sphenoid sinuses are kind of like behind your eyes kind of. Yeah. And people like miss it. Anyway, I had like a massive 100% blockage of my like sphenoid sinuses, oh, which God. I guess is very dangerous. Anyway, if he hadn't fucking called me, I'm not even kidding you. Your head would have exploded. Well, it starts to eat your bone, the infection. Oh, my God. And then it eats your brain. Ugh. Dr. Sugarman also saved the life of another friend of ours. I'm not going to tell. Yeah, oh, I'm not going to tell sorry. the whole. No, I'm well, just going to. Well, she gonna, knows. She's talked about it. She has talked yes, about it. I was she just going to say. with Dr. Sugarman. I was going to say we should have her on to talk about that at some point. So I wasn't going to tell the whole story. But yeah, I mean, Dr. it is a real, it's a real, um, it's actually a crossover episode. We should have Steve Ag co-host because yes. it's a real episode that we would have done on We're No, We're Doctors. no Docs. Yeah, We're yeah. No Docs, yeah. But Dr. Sugar, that's another case of like a doctor going above and beyond and being like, because Morgan thought that there was something wrong with her nose. And it was like, no, it was worse. And do- yeah. Dr. Sugarman did not rest until he figured it out. So props is, to that guy. But that's but but back to doctors. Okay. Yeah. Like I wonder if there's there is has been in just medicine in general such a like if there's been a disparity in terms of like the kind of care you're able to give because of how the health insurance uh systems like have structured things. Right. You know? Right. And if that's why like we both are like, we have these old men that, okay, first of all, because there were less women that were allowed to right, became right. doctors. Exactly. The old guys. Yeah. Um, and therefore, there are less old women doctors around, I think. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. 100%. Um, but I'm just saying in terms of like, never having, like, well, I, whatever. Um, maybe it's because they are literally old school and they like yeah. see a patient as a person that they are like charged with caring for as yes. opposed to what I think a lot has happened with insurance companies sort of like taking over everything that doctors right. see people as just like a job. Yeah. And I think I'm sure that like malpractice um, probably hampers some physicians just the way that like testing probably hampers really good teachers from teaching the way that, you know, they see fit. And I mean, I get it. I get why those protections are in place, but also it probably between insurance and, and malpractice practices, I'm sure it makes it hard. Yeah. When I was like, I'm, I probably have told this before, but when I was a teenager, I worked in a donut shop and it was super, super hot. It was getting on to be summer and I wasn't feeling well. And I guess my two best friends had been like scheming to talk to my mom about that I had lost a lot of weight like pretty rapidly. And they were like, you know, like, is she, she's not eating? Is she like, you know, is she having like eating disorder issue happening? Um, I didn't. But anyway, I was at work at the donut shop with my two friends. It was hot. 
And I remember that I was not feeling great and I hadn't been feeling great. And I went to the payphone to call my cousin to see if he could come pick me up uh, to give me a ride home because I didn't feel like I could stay in the donut shop. And I, because it was hot, I was sweaty and I reached down the back of my shirt while I was on the phone to like scratch my back and just felt like, it felt like I had grapes under my skin. And I, feeling that made me pass out. Like, just like feeling that because I was like, it freaked me out to the point where I just like, boom, hit the deck. And so I don't even, I can't even remember who picked me up from the donut shop, but like my mom was called from work and brought me to the ER, blah, 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 blah. And they were just like, just bring her to her pediatrician, like when you get a chance. And I hated my pediatrician because he was a creep O. Anyone from my hometown that had that pediatrician, everybody hated him. He was a legit creep. Ew. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, and then there's that. He really and that was. Makes me, ew. And I, I was like, that's fine with me. If I have to wait a week, like half conscious, it's fine. I don't want to go see that guy. And my mom was like, I'm not waiting. So she called like her family doctor who she'd been seeing since she was a little kid, but he was like, a, you know, he wasn't a pediatric doctor, but he was like, no, I'll see, take her from the emergency room to my office. It was like 7 p.m. at this point. But like, I don't know that that could happen necessarily now or would happen that a doctor would be like, I'm going to stop eating dinner with my family and like come to the office and look at your kid. And like, he just ran again, like every test, because like, I think the fear was that like, if you have swollen lymph nodes like that, like it's something bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was like, I can't just like let you sit, you know? So he ran like all of these tests. He got them all rushed and then uh, was like, it's really good news. It's a really bad case of mono. But he told us that within like hours, you know? like amazing. It was no like waiting for 48 hours with my mom, like looking at me balefully, Mm -hmm. like wondering what was wrong with me. Like he rushed it and he was like, it's a really bad case of mono. But I know that I've told this before. He was like, so mono like really sucks. You're highly contagious. You're going to have to stay home for a couple of weeks. And then um, if you get a lot of rest and you take care of yourself you should be feeling like back to yourself like in like a few months but might take a year and I was like ha, that's so funny and he was like I'm really not joking like that's how much mono can mess you up and you do have a really bad case of it so but anyway that is like a very old school I don't know I've never had that experience where a doctor's like I'm rushing back into my office to help you with your kid you know what I mean like it's yeah. That's a from a bygone era, I think. I mean, it's weird. I think that what's unfortunate, I mean, what's real is that you get the care you pay for. Right. Here. Right. Yeah. So like now there are these, you know, concierge doctors. Guys, if you don't know what that is, a concierge doctor is a doctor that you pay a yearly fee to. That it's like a country be, club of medicine. But for medicine. It's like how there used to be, like, family practices. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, I feel like this is, like, concierge doctors or the new family practices, except, like, where you used to just go to the doctor and it was, like, the family practice and you could... Right. um, Now they charge you. Right. Just to have that. Yeah. Period. Yeah. But it's, like, anywhere from, like, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars a year to thousands and thousands and thousands. I heard about 
this one doctor yeah. in LA. I just heard about this um, from a friend of mine who uh, lots of like celebrities go to who is now charging a yearly retainer of $150,000. What? Yes. For this person to be your concierge doctor. Oh my God. Can you fucking, I mean, like, you guys, that's. Yes, I can believe. I can I know, believe me it. too, but that's like nuts. They probably have like 10 patients. It's insane. Oh my gosh, that's insane. It's so wild. And then, like, listen, I know doctors work really hard. They work so hard to get through medical school. They work really hard doing their residencies. And then when they're practicing, like, all of these, you know, insurance, like, all this coding and billing and everything, it makes it so hard to treat people, you know? Like, I, I'm forever having conversations with doctors about, like, oh, we have to see if your insurance will cover this. And, you know, and they're they're having to be creative on their end, too. And it's really, really frustrating to have like some person who's reading codes at an insurance company be like, oh, she doesn't need that. And the doctor's like, well, I'm saying that she does. Like, I, I mean, I am right. the person that went through all that medical school. So maybe you could like respect my decision, but we don't. No, we don't. I mean, obviously we don't. I do want to say I went to see my friend who's in the hospital Yeah, yesterday and I was there all day and I brought two giant-ass gift baskets for the nurses. Oh, that was nice of you. Highly recommend, guys. Just always remembering that nurses are the ones that make it all happen in a hospital. Um, Especially, always. But anyway, but I brought brought them all the snacks, and they were, like, really happy about it, Casey. And then, um, like, our six or seven, I was yeah. like, I actually could um, go for one of those. And like, <laughs> You took back like, your own snacks? No, I did not. But I was like bummed that I didn't like <laughs> grab a bag of chips from the basket before I delivered it. Sure. I just wasn't, I wasn't forward thinking. You door dash, you had to door dash a, a gift basket to yourself. <laughs> Wait, by the way, hilariously, I will say we door dashed food. Yeah. And that must make being in a hospital a lot better now. I have to say one yes. thing about all the delivery food services. Yes. That's a positive. Let's just yes. look for the, I'm looking for silver linings this week. Yes. Casey. I know it. I hear so, you. DoorDash, shout out Uber Eats, shout out to the Gr- Grubhub. Grubhubs. The when, fucking... When- <laughs> Postmates. When Grubhub was first invented, I had a friend in the hospital with a really serious injury. Like it was a grievous injury. We were far away, but it was so important to us that like just, I don't think like my friend was out of it, wouldn't have noticed how they were treated at all. But like, it was so important to us that like just their family got like, you know, got to spend a few extra minutes, every those kind of things. So like, we were like, there's this new thing, Grubhub, let's send pizza to the nurses and just, you know, make sure they know that we're so grateful to all they're doing. And um, yeah, and I remember our 
friends being like, oh, nobody even knew that you could, like, send pizzas to a hospital because, like, Grubhub had literally just been invented, I feel like, like, seven days before or whatever. So it was a very exciting time. And my friend got better. So that was, you know. Even better. That's, in lar- that's in large even part because due of to the, the care. pizza. Yeah. No. Due to the pizza. I was going to say the nurses, but. Right. But, <laughs> but they were pizza-powered the nurses. The, you know what? The pizza <laughs> helped is all I'm saying. <laughs> Sundays, Sundays with Gina Lanetti. That could be like a new TV show. I'm not going to lie. That totally could. I feel like it was very throwback. It could also be a Broadway musical. Oh, Sundays, Sundays with Gina Lanetti. (laughs) (laughs) Healthy dog food that's easy to store and serve. It's so easy to serve in my house because my mean, truly my dogs are wild for Sunday's dog food. It's an air dried dog food made from a short list of human grade ingredients. These dogs are eating better than I am right now. No, that's not true, Casey. <laughs> you are still eating human grade food, Casey. I'm but just the saying. dogs are eating at the same level as you. <laughs> Um, Sundays was developed and co-founded by a practicing veterinarian, Dr. Tori. Anyway, uh, Sundays contain 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients, which is like what we want. It's we so don't want good. like a bunch of junk in the stuff that we feed our pets because why? Because we love them. We love them the most. And my dogs are sensitive little girls. They have oh, sensitive well, tummies. Same they, with the Gina. Just, just like me, skin conditions. So yeah, they get itchy. They get itchy. Yes. So if Sundays they get is, like a weird thing. <laughs> yes. Sundays is so good for them because it really just doesn't have any of the stuff that irritates them. Can I tell you what I like? Yeah. It's tell me what you shelf like. Shelf stable. It's shelf stable. Yes. I just have it in my pantry. Yes. And I don't have to worry about like defrosting or if it's going to be like good or if it's past its expiration date. Right. Because I know it's like fresh dog food, but it is zero prep, zero mess, zero stress. I love Sundays so much. Guys, you're going to try it. Your dogs are going to freak out. Gina, occasionally I can trick, well, occasionally I can like kind of trick Gina into thinking Sundays is just a treat. Like I can use yes. the Sunday's dog food as a treat. Yes. Which is wild. And also I think my dogs, like it comes in a box that looks like a people cereal box. And I think it my really dogs does. are like, it we really are does. 100% getting to eat what these people eat. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that for them. I love that for us. Anyway, guys, I want you to try it out. We worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-O-I-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash busy. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Athletic Greens. Classic. 
Athletic Greens. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. It's going to keep going. <laughs> Athletic Greens. We love you. Athletic Greens. I've got some stomach problems. I took so many pills and vitamins. I wanted a supplement that tasted great. Wanted to see how it all added up for me. Athletic Greens. AG1 Athletic Greens. Guys, guys. An entire guys. song they got. You guys, I nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Our next partner, in case you didn't know, has a product that we both use literally every day. We started taking Athletic Greens because, as Busy said in her song, she had stomach problems. I was taking a million vitamins and supplements in a million different bottles, and it was my part-time job to open them and dish out the pills. And then along came Athletic Greens and just one little scoop and a cup of water. No more bottles. And, and I love the way it tastes. It tastes good. You say it tastes tropical, right? You think it tastes to tropical? Me? <laughs> I get tones of pineapple, like fruity. I'm on an island. I'm loving life. I'm living my best life. I'm healthy. My stomach feels great. It's very fresh tasting. I just associate it with like fresh fruity taste. Um, but I do know what is in it is 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It supports everything. And again, just one little scoop. In water, I can also put it in a smoothie. I love putting it in a smoothie. That's what I do every morning. I actually <laughs> did it tonight. I did it at 5 p.m. Oh, good. I'm glad you fit it into your day, even though you've had a really busy day. Because it's like a good easy, simple thing that I can do that creates a benefit long-term. Anyway, guys, we want you to try it. If you haven't yet, please do. Right now, it's time to claim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into cold and flu season. It's one scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy... Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash busy. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash busy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So wait, I, uh, I like, and guys, I apologize to you if I sound like I'm not emotionally connecting to any of this right now. I am not, I am, uh, I made a decision before we like that. I'm just, I'm, this is like the thing that I do Yeah, that I'm able to do yeah. sometimes with trauma because this has been a very traumatic moment. Like, is just like, tell it like a story. So yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. Because I just have to. Yeah. Because it, um, a lot of things have been brought up. And one thing that Emily, BB, and Michelle and I have been texting about is what I want anyone to bring me if I all of a sudden find myself 
incapacitated in the hospital. Like what? Oh, okay. What I need? Yeah, let me know. Uh, skincare, of course. I want the full fucking system. Yeah. Um, Michelle said, but how am I to know which products? And I said, you will know because you will intuit. Yeah. <laughs> which products I'm currently using in rotation, and you will just. You'll take them and then that's, I need my skincare. Sure. Michelle said that she needs cashmere. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think that's a good request. Yeah. So I now I'm adding that as yeah. well. Okay. To my list. I need, um, I don't know if they're advertising this week on the podcast, but for real, I need like a kitsch satin pillowcase. Oh, sure. For sure. And, yeah. um, and I need the kitsch like scrunchies and I need um, one more thing from them. What was it? The quick dry hair towel. Oh, yeah, sure. Turban. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What did BB say she needed? Oh, and I need deodorant. Oh, yes, obviously. BB uh, said that because she had had that experience. <laughs> yes. That yeah. Experience when in Monte Carlo. Yes. Many years she ago. I had to get her appendix out, right? Have I not? I've told this story on the podcast, right? I think you have, but I think so. I, yeah. mu- I must have. Yeah. But when Emily, it wasn't a pen, it was uh, her gallbladder. Her gallbladder. And uh, we were traveling to Monaco. Sure. <laughs> for the television festival there. And... um. And Emily got very sick and I thought she was just jet lagged. And then I came back from a party at like six in the morning where I was like dancing on a table with Tay Diggs. And of course. Obvi. And Emily was like sobbing in a ball. And oh my God. I tried to call the doctor, whatever. Anyway, then I had to go do press for Cougar Town. And when I came back, Emily had been taken to the hospital in Monaco and was there. Oh my God. And um, was very sick because she had a gallbladder disease that had like progressed so far that it was like starting to infect her. Oh God. Oh, did you not know this part? I mean, no, I guess not. Um, it was terrible. It was so fucking terrible. And then Disney was like, okay, you have to go to London. Don't worry. We'll make sure Emily gets back to LA. And I was like, wait, what? And I fully was like, I don't know what to do. She had no family there. I was like, right. I don't know what to do. Right. And was like hysterical. And it was nuts. It was nuts. And I had to leave her in the hospital. Oh, my God. So what that I could the... fly to London and do press. Was and I remember I was in... crying to Zachary Levi before we got on the plane. Um, anyway, it was terrible. But even, I mean, okay, so the hospital in Monaco was fine, except there, they did keep windows open. There was no air conditioning and pigeons kept flying in to Emily's oh, God. room. <laughs> that seems, that seems unsanitary for a okay, hospital. I, this is, okay. For a woman but, with an open wound on her but Emily torso. said, she said, I actually remember when I was in Monaco, all I wanted were my own pajamas and face wash. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that for me, all of the things that you mentioned, um, plus dry shampoo is really helpful because sometimes you can't. Take That's a what I brought to my friend. A full shower. 
Um, also nicer tissues than the ones that they have, even if it's a little pack, because the ones tend to be really rough and you use tissues for a lot hey, of things. This is actually, honestly, this is very, guys, get out the pen and paper, follow <laughs> along at home and let's guys, let's construct our go bags. Now your go bag, <laughs> you is have gonna an have earthquake be, bag. Now, welcome to your, in case I find myself fucking in the hospital unexpectedly for an indefinite period of time. Um, I actually think this is super useful information. Yeah. I'm, I'm also going to put, I'm going to put a root beer in that bag because yes. I'm going to sweet oh, talk, wow. mm-hmm. sweet talk mm-hmm. my way into being allowed to drink that root beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see if you'll feel like it. We don't know what's befallen. Yeah. You. Who knows? Who knows? We I don't feel know. like knowing me, I'm going to feel like it and I'm going to try to convince a nurse to please just let me drink that root beer. Okay. Okay. Here's another thing I need. I need my giggy, my baby blanket. You know, I have my baby blanket. Yes. I do know you have. Is <laughs> yours Is yours still whole? Is yours still like in one piece or yeah. is it? I don't think my cousin listens to this podcast. <gasps> Casey, so. don't do it. Don't do it if it's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, because I think it's so sweet. But he always had a a baby blanket and he carried it around for a long time. Like it was tattered. Um, and it, I had never carried mine anywhere. Okay. All right. But I have slept with it literally every night since the night I was born. There you go. Okay. He carried it around and he was like, you know, a, a red blooded boy. So it went through a lot, that blanket. And like, one time we were at like some uh, family thing. I'm already, and Casey, come on. <laughs> people were reminiscing about when he used to bring his blanket around no. and kind of like razzing him. But other people were being like, like it was so sweet and uh, whatever, whatever. And in a very vulnerable moment, he took out his wallet and took out what remained of the blanket from his wallet. It was like a little no. two by a little no. two by two shreddy square. <laughs> no, no, that no, he no, still no. had in his wallet. Wait, I'm obsessed with that. Also, you know, I did write this. I think I think this is in my book that my mom cut a little piece off of my giggy and sewed it into my wedding dress. Oh, I love because that. she used to tell people. That she was going to have to sew my giggy into my wedding dress when I grew up because I wouldn't give it up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so sweet. I mean, it's funny. It's also, like, kind of weird that she used to say that to people in front of me when I was a kid, <laughs> like, <laughs> shaming me about my um, giggy usage. But you know what? I mean, we love listen. to see it. We love to see a healthy attachment to something in life, even if it's an inanimate object. <laughs> I guess also you could argue, is it a healthy attachment? <laughs> I don't think, well, I hope nobody will mind if I tell this story, but when Eli was little, he used the bottle for a really long time. He just liked, he loved pacifiers. Oh my God, and he, you know, same with cricket. Really? He loved oh, yeah. pacifiers, loved the bottle. The pacifier story is a whole separate story. But I was saying at work, because I was working at the Rosie O'Donnell show, um, I was just saying in the office, like in the writer's room, Oh, I'm kind of worried because I'm trying to get Eli to move to like a sippy cup from the bottle and he just really loves the bottle. He won't give it up. And Seth Rudetsky, our friend who did the QVC 
special the with us, the best Broadway pianist, Seth Rudetsky, who's also a writer on The Rosie Show, was like, oh, you know what? Uh, I think that I also used the bottle for a really long time. And he was like, I think if I remember correctly, like, you know, and look at me, I'm fine. And he was like, as a matter of fact, let's call my mom and uh, just ask her about what age I was when I... Oh my God, that's so funny. When I got like, off you the know bottle. what? Let's just, we're going to get into it right now. Just, just confirm it. So he calls his mom on speakerphone and he's like, hey mom, I'm here with my friend Casey and she's worried about her baby uh, not getting off the bottle. But I was saying, I thought I got off the bottle uh, really late. How old was I when I got off the bottle? And Seth's mom goes, oh God, Seth, I don't know. And so she yells out to... Seth's sisters who are like also in the house. <laughs> hey, how old was Seth when he got off the bottle? And Seth's sister replied in one second, Seth's off the bottle? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> Wait, because- <laughs> that is actually fucking amazing. <laughs> and he was like, well, I mean, so obviously my sister's very funny and, uh, Clearly, I was on the bottle for a long time. But yeah, healthy attachment to a bottle. Eli doesn't still drink from a bottle. He drinks from a giant jar now. Which is essentially. (laughs) I mean, let's also just make no mistake about that shit, guys. Like, everybody in your office knows the guy that always has, like, the one fucking mug, right? (laughs) Like, I just know, and I'm, like, speaking from even just as an actor, like, in a workplace. Like, you people have... You can see people's attachment, like yes. styles and their anxiety and like how it plays out. And it's all like little kid shit. It's yeah. adorable. Makes me feel like, oh, and then also like, oh, <laughs> oh, we're all still Aww. the same. We're just the-, the same. And that's why like the Oscars are so funny because it's like high school. Like yes. when you look at the audience and that was a fucking weird Oscars kind of, no? I didn't really watch it, to be mm. honest. I only watched the clips because I went to see our friend Paul F. Tompkins had a show that night. And our friend Otsko did comedy. And uh, so I was going to see them. That sounds like a dream. Yeah, it was um, his, uh, It was his like, St. Patrick's Day show. So they were giving, like, updates a little bit on who had won. But, like, did you need an update? Like, I feel like it was so predictable. Everybody, it was, like, straight on down the line. All the winners, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think um, there were really any surprises for me. I was surprised by the color white. Uh, I was surprised by the carpet being champagne. All right, I got to talk about this for one second. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. So, you know, I've worked with Carla Welch like forever. She's the greatest. Um, And I love her so much. And she's always like hooked me the fuck up in dresses and things. And I always look beautiful. Thanks to Carla Welch. Um, But one year early on Cougar Town, I like didn't realize I was going to go to an awards, to to one of the awards with Michelle. And then she was like, wait, you have to. And I was like, wait, what? And because I was like working on Cougar Town, like Carla and I couldn't do a full fitting or something. And Irene Newerth sent me a dress that was at Saks or Bergdorf's or something. It was super expensive, like very designer label dress. Yeah. And she's like, just fucking buy this, wear it. It's going to be gorgeous. And it yeah. is actually, it was the Golden Globes and it's this black dress with polka dots on it. Oh yeah. I know the one. 
Well, I own the dress because yeah, I, yeah. it was like stupidly expensive. Yeah. But I was like under the gun and bought, bought this dress. Right. Yeah, sure. The bottom of it was like basically almost ruined from the red carpet of like, cause they're all, all the same. Like red carpet on the Oscars is the same yeah. as the red carpet on the Golden Globe, whatever. Because the, there was like all this red, like carpet stuff. And it like kind of stained the bottom of my dress. Oh no. Anyway, I bring this up to say that I have, I was bummed because I owned that dress. Yeah. <laughs> but I have noticed in years past that my, the bottom of my dress has like been kind of like dyed a little red. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. At the end of like, I give it, I give the dresses back generally. Yeah. Yeah. But But then, and so then this year they like had already announced that it was going to be a champagne colored carpet, right? Oh, I did not get that announcement. I was surprised on the day, but. Well, I don't know. I'm actually curious if people knew that because then I was just all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's why all the designers put them in white (laughs) because they know they'll be invisible. They'll be in. (laughs) No, so that the, so that the bottom of their dresses don't get ruined. Uh, Oh, it's true. It's probably true, but I feel like a white carpet wouldn't stain anyone's dress. But I felt bad for a lot of women that were wearing lighter dresses because I felt like it wasn't as like y- impactful. Well, I get, I'm of two minds. Like a monochromatic, like it did look dreamy. A lot of people looked dreamy, but literally I think, everyone was wearing white or silver. Yes, so I think you notice the overall effect more than the dress. Whereas if you'd been on a red carpet or purple or blue or whatever, that you'd notice the dress more than like just the overall effect of the dreaminess of the environment. Mm. Does that make sense? It does a hundred percent, and I am here for it. I actually. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I think that the champagne carpet may be the reason why stylists and designers decided to all like do white. Right. Well, because you don't want your client to look heavier than the ground. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like visually. Like yes, a, but like something also like, light is light. And so you don't want something lighter under something that's visually grounded heavier. Right. I but don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm just going, I'm just going on my instincts. This okay. Is all vibes my instinct is literally just that the red carpet would ruin a white dress and the designers want to get them back in pristine condition oh, so that they can yes. then like put them in archive or whatever yes. Yes. and not have them like fucked up on the bottom. Like, yeah, they were pink. like, finally, finally. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But the red really does make the dresses stick out more. Yeah. It's, well, here's what I say. Green carpet, then you can just green screen in whatever color you want. Whatever Whatever is best for the dress. You can just say, Carla Welsh said, put this on a purple, put this on a purple carpet, please. I still have that black and white dress. It's very beautiful. Uh, How high up does the red stain go? No, that's a great question. I'll go look. Mm. I wore it on Busy Tonight. I think. Didn't I? Did you? You wore your wedding dress on Yes, I know that. Didn't we do the, didn't we do a. Like an Oscars. Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Episode or something. Remember we we did did. that live? Yeah, we did like a live thing. Was it? Um, I think I was wearing, was I wearing that? I think I was wearing that. I cannot remember. I can't remember. I actually think I was. (gasps) Oh no. 
Sorry, it's my phone holder. <laughs> um, who was your favorite? I mean, I know you loved Michelle's dress. She looked like an angel, as always. But um, who wore your yes. favorite dress? And you know what? She what? loved that dress and felt good in it. And I could actually tell just by, like, watching the thing of her, the live feed of her walking and Aww. posing. You know, like how they do the thing on whatever where it's like yes. the person walking and posing and then they like, yeah, close up, whatever. Um, I could tell that she like really felt good in it and I was happy for that. And it was so beautiful on her and I thought her hair and makeup was perfect. <sighs> it's hard to think of who I liked. Um, I thought Ch- Jessica Chastain looked rad. I thought that was a rad yes. dress. Yeah. Um, Who's that That lady, Thames, that she, like, co-wrote Rihanna's song that she had that big swoop? And everybody was, everybody was laughing. I loved it on the carpet, but everyone's laughing that no one could see behind her. I, I thought felt that- like, yeah, I actually <laughs> thought, like, on the carpet, that is very cool. Yeah. And then I actually was like, she should have changed. For the yeah, I ceremony, mean, it's weird. It, like, it's too much. I can't imagine. <laughs> You're sitting behind a giant cloud. I know that. Well, it, people were literally looking around her and it was a little bit like it was funny. If it was me, I would have been so upset. Right. But it, I mean, talk about like I was just talking about like people who save up all their lives to go to Broadway theater one time. It's kind of like a similar situation. Not exactly, but, you know, a similar emotionally, uh, emotionally important moment for a person. Sure. sure. Um, you would think, but. I thought yeah. Rihanna looked amazing. I liked her outfit walking in, her little bucket hat and <laughs> coat. I like that she just like she was literally walking by people in gowns and she was just like in in her street clothes and she looked so cute. Um really? I didn't see that. Yeah, it was really funny. I she got ready there and I was like, good for her. Okay, my favorite dresses. I loved Selma Hayek's. The, that was her red. Red, yeah. Uh-huh. That was really pretty. I loved, I did love Rihanna the the like sheer black. Yes. Like dress. There was a I lot really, of that like sheer torso midriff. Lots of thing. sheer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really loved Kate Hudson's Rodarte dress. Um, did you see it? It was like silver. It was like very, very silvery. Yes. Um, and I thought Mindy Kaling's dresses were cool and Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Mindy Kaling and Olivia Wilde had really sim. There weren't similar dresses, but they had like a similar theme with like the these black bells, and white bell sleeves, but then with like a very revealing like boob tummy area. Wait, um, she, which, Mindy didn't have bell sleeves. What are you talking about? No, she did. Her uh, oh, wait, are you talking about her gold dress or are you talking about the Vera Wang with the sheer bodice? No, yeah, she did. Wait, Mindy Kaling changed again? Mindy Kaling had a white dress on the red carpet, a black yes. dress. Yes, on, that's what I'm talking about. On stage. And then uh-huh. she had a gold dress. No, I think, she did after. not. Yes. Yes, Where? she did. Where? 
What? I, I need a picture. Ashley Nicole Black texted me a picture of the gold dress because we were confused because there were so many dresses. Um, but let me tell you, let me tell you something. What? That's we were too not, many dresses. We were That's not ta- too- all talking about the same dresses is how this is, we really. <laughs> this is, there are too many Dresses. The white dress. Dress- Minnie, the- that's too many dresses. <laughs> the white dress. You have to leave some fucking dresses for the rest of us. The white dress on the red. <laughs> the white dress on the red carpet was. Um, was they were both Vera Wang. Vera Wang. Yeah. Yes. And it was the and same the- as the mm-hmm. black dress that she wore Which on stage. Which I thought was very cool. That's very cool. I did cool. not now know. I also, Vera Wang made my fucking wedding dress, which there is. There you go. Unbelievable, and I Vera love. Vera Wang the- also made several items in my closet via Kohl's, <laughs> but she okay. has a line at Kohl's. But um, look up Olivia Wilde's dress and see if you can. I know, understand. I know it. I know it. I know. Yeah, I know it. So her, I feel like her and Mindy, like their dresses were were cousins, it's just black, black and white. But also like the bell sleeve thing, which I thought was like really dramatic. And well, I don't. You know. I still have it. You didn't send me the the. <laughs> fucking picture of Mindy in the bell sleeve. So in my head, I'm still going back to black and white. I'll send it to you. I mean, listen, Casey, if she's going to change her dresses that much, (laughs) I need to be (laughs) kept up to date in the loop. I need to know. I need to see the pics. Um, I need the receipts. (laughs) I'm sending it to you right now. I thought Michelle looked Perfect. Yeah, I did. I really thought Jessica Chastain looked fucking hot. I loved, I mean, has Jessica Chastain's hair that long? I don't know. That's a really good question. It's like long and really beautiful. Is that all her hair? Oh, you're right. The bell. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. The bell sleeves. It was, it's like a glove. I, in my head, had just made it a glove, not a bell sleeve. Oh, Mindy got it, got in the it. black and the white. Yeah. And I don't know what this gold. No, 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 no. The wait, 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 wait. Was the gold <laughs> for the party after? I don't think she wore a gold. I think it was just black she, and white. No, she did. Oh fuck. You're gonna have to send it to me. You're going <laughs> to huh? To send it to me. I don't believe you. Mindy Kaling wore two dresses at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Then she at the Vanity Fair party, she wore a gold dress. Wait, show me, show me. Where, where? How is that? I'm not even looking. Wait, I don't <laughs> see it. I, mean, I don't see it. Which was different at the Vanity Fair party? Oh she God. just must have been exhausted from changing. I don't even know where she did it. Like, Michelle literally had to, like, <laughs> breast pump in, like, a fucking <laughs> hallway. Like, how is this bitch getting, like, a fucking sweet to change in? Damn, the gold dress. I see. The gold dress was beautiful. That was my I, I that was my favorite wow, dress wow, wow. out of the three. I think I don't know, but, but usually you don't have to pick which was your favorite. You just pick your favorite dress from the overall mm. Oscars. You don't pick your favorite dress overall from one person. Wait, by the way, this is so fucked up. I'm sorry, I'm on a thing. <laughs> well, most people applauded Kaylin's glamorous party after party attire. Others were concerned to see her looking so slim. Several wondering if she's used the diabetes drug Ozempic to do so. Yeah, and so what if she fucking did? Is it any of your fucking business? Shut the fuck up. Who cares? And by the way, if she did use the fucking 
diabetes drug Ozempic. Maybe she's pre-diabetic, bitch. You don't know. You don't fucking know. And she's like allowed to like handle her health however she handles her health. And it's not for fucking you to judge. I'm sorry. I'm so sick of this fucking conversation because it's like when actual healthcare is being ripped out of people's hands left and right in this country. Right. And then like every fucking headline is like celebrity skinny by Ozempic. Well, guess what? Maybe it's a lot fucking better than celebrity skinny by anorexia or bulimia. Like, and also just shut the fuck up because there are 22 states in this country where Walgreens won't sell a fucking pill that is legal. Right. Oh my God. Right. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking mad. You're on a tear. You're on a tear. I'm so Listen, sorry. here's what I would like to say. I understand that Ozempic is a diabetes drug. I understand that there is a shortage and it's difficult to get right now. What I will say is that exactly as you said, we don't know what someone's situation is. And so we don't know what that conversation is with their doctor. We don't know anyone's health. Like, By the way, I also just want to say, and this is without um, the rules of HIPAA being yeah. that I do not have to subscribe by, but I will anyway. Right. I know a person who is a thin presenting as in like smaller size right. human. Right. That a lay person just so that no one is like speculating that this is a celebrity. Right, right. I'm not just going to tell you. Yeah, it's yeah. not, but I'm just using general right. because I don't right. want people to know. Anyway, I know a person yeah. in life who is a like smaller size person yeah. and who is pre-diabetic and takes Manjaro because they are pre-diabetic exactly. because of their like levels in their body. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a comedian, I think, that does a bit about, like, how when a larger person gets on a plane and, like, you can, I mean, being that person, like, I've had people, like, oh, like, roll their eyes, like, oh, she's going to sit next to me or whatever, and, like, it's going to be crowded or whatever. Um, That literally happens. Uh, and the comedian's bit is like, imagine if everyone had to wear a t-shirt with their cholesterol on it and we're like, oh my God, I have to sit next to this guy with his 300 cholesterol. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, because you just wouldn't know you'd have to literally wear a t-shirt announcing what your cholesterol is for, yeah, for or people. just like what your general overall health is. Right. Exactly. So like nobody knows, nobody knows between a person and their doctor. And like, I'm, I am sorry that there's a shortage. I'm not saying that sarcastically. Like, I'm sorry there's a shortage. I am sorry that there's a shortage. It sucks. It sucks. But I mean, it has to like, do with the government, but whatever. These yes. are two different conversations. And like, but like my, my point is like, even writing about it, like as all of these publications have been worried that yeah. she may be taking this drug Ozempic. Like, oh, bitch, I'm, by I the can way, help you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. By the way, last week when I went to the doctor, I was like talking to the new doctor in the office. Well, yeah. Went to the doctor because of the stomach bug oh, that I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was talking to the new doctor, like just chatting with him. Yeah. <laughs> like as I like to do. So Mark, <laughs> Mark uh listened to this podcast about Ozempic that 
is really fascinating. I can't remember. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay. Healthcare professionals are excited about it because, um, you know, like huge if true, like Ozempic could be the best thing to happen for obesity in this country. Um, since the sugar-free movement in the opposite direction. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. The, I mean, like the, the lie of like what diet culture and all that stuff. Yeah. There literally like, hasn't, there, there really hasn't been like a successful, um, intervention for people, the, uh, with bigger bodies. There just well, hasn't been. So but this like is like a the game bigger, changer. No, but the bigger bodies are like a product of. Right. The of these industries right. that have like that lobbied yeah, in the diet, government diet and like, and- yes. And like, and the industries themselves, like the, um, like focusing on like the changing the way that we eat and like right, also like right. manufacturing and processing and right. like farming right. and all that shit. Right. Like this right. is like a, this is a, an, an issue that like, yeah has a history, right? Right. And anyway. Well, I wanted to add a point to what you were saying about like speculating whether or not someone's on Ozempic, whatever, whether they have diabetes or not. Here's the thing is that, and I may have made this point on the podcast before, it bears fucking repeating. You cannot have it both ways. If you are going to comment on the size of someone's body and say, I'm only saying it because I'm worried about your health, I care about you, and that's why I'm saying this incredibly personal, invasive, um, ill-informed fucking thing that I don't have the authority to speak on, but I feel moved to say it because I'm just so worried about your health, then you can't fucking cry when someone uses a medication to change the thing that you are supposedly so worried is killing them. You can't. You can't have it both ways, trolls. I'm going to say it. You're a fucking troll if you do that. Yeah. You're just a troll. You're a fucking busybody. You're a busybody. You're, you're trying to police other people's bodies. And then when there's something that can help people get a handle on it, then it's just like, oh, you're taking a shortcut. You're taking the easy way out. Do you think a person of size at some point in their life hasn't devoted every moment to every day to trying to be smaller in this world? The one thing that can just make it easy to fucking live? Like, I don't mean, like, live your life in a healthy way. A lot of people are doing just fine at their size. I mean live. Not get dirty looks on planes, on buses. Be able to buy a fucking pair of pants in the regular store. Not have someone click their tongue at you when you order in a restaurant. Not have people shout things at you from their car windows when you're out trying to fucking exercise like everyone tells you to do. Not have people take creep videos of you in the gym so that they can post on social media about how funny it is. I mean, all of this shit, literally, if you ask any fat person, literally, they I guarantee you, they've experienced nine out of 10 of those things on any regular day. So you can't, right. but you then, can't but then have it to both say, ways. like, yeah. ugh, very concerned, very, ugh, would be so upset if I learned that she lost weight using the drug Ozempic. Really? Really, you would be? Yeah. 
I mean, like what it's like one shot a week. She's not causing the shortage. Uh if if <laughs> she is. And also like I don't fucking know. Like, if anyone can afford every other intervention that everyone claims is helpful, a dietitian, a cook, a personal trainer, what have yeah. you, what, the, if anyone could afford all those things, it's Mindy Kaling. So, like, Occam's razor, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not assigning anything to her. I don't really care what she's right. doing. That it's is literally, literally, she looks fucking happy and like living her life, but right. it's too many it's, dresses. It's, it's too many dresses. That was Honey, a lot it's just of, too many, it was, it just too many dresses. It led to a lot I of like, confusing you know conversations. What? I had, we had confusion. We just, I'm just had saying, confusion. Yeah. I'm saying white to black, you, you've won the you night. Nailed it. You've you won nailed the night. It. Save that gold dress for next year's Emmys. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. There's going to be an event next week. Wear the gold dress. Like, there are events pretty consistently yeah. in Hollywood, in the world, like, where we can get our pictures taken and look yeah. beautiful, whatever. She looks great. I love that she feel obviously, like, feels great. Yeah. And um, the white dress into the black, great. You're done. You did it. You, you did, did it. it. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm honestly, I'm calling bullshit on the gold. <laughs> and I'm calling, like, honey, show some restraint. <laughs> save it, save it for in a one month when you're oh asked gosh. to present the thing to the guy for winning the fucking hasty pudding or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Right, right. Foria. I need more Foria. I've like bought a lot. Like I need more. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're talking about me getting fucked. Let's get me fucked, guys. Let's get me more Foria. I was going to uh, say how appropriate that. I'm just saying. Foria is a sponsor this mom, week. Mom, I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I mean, listen, Ugh. moms know how did how did you get here? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't need that. It's like, <laughs> I can't. But meanwhile, but the, the, the awakening arousal oil and <laughs> the sex oil, give it to me now. Yeah. I got to say in my in my times where I'm like, how am I going to get fucked? This has been a perfect partner for me. Yes. For you. Because yeah. it's just, it is what it is. It I'm doesn't by myself. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily I don't need anyone require else. a partner. No, I don't need anyone else. And I'm like, yep, that works. Yep, that <laughs> fucking works. Okay, great. It works. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. And here's why it works. Awaken uses CBD and warming sensation inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal sensitivity pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with any discomfort. Best of all, it just turns you on. And we're here to tell you it works. Guys, it works for me. <laughs> and I'm essentially like um, a person that nothing works for. You know You're I mean? a tough customer. <laughs> I am. I am, as they say. <laughs> I'm a fucking tough customer. <laughs> a tough fucking customer. <laughs> I'm a tough fucking customer. This, by the way, this fucking clit, callous beyond belief. So fucking, so rough and tumble and like not interested in your bullshit. And you're like, oh, oh, you've got like a thing that you think is going to soften me up. Good luck to you. And even my clit was like, oh, God, I've got three sides to me. I'm a like whole sentient being. I'm just saying, guys. If this is not the best fucking ad for Foria, I don't know what is. 
Go get it. If you haven't yet, this is actually, this is your moment. This is your time. This is, this the, is your time. The realest this, real talk the about this. only time, truly, truly. You know we've been fans for a long time. We've been encouraging you to get it. Please get it. I like literally want you to experience the fucking <laughs> orgasms I've had. All right. So here's how you're going to do it. Uh, you can do it with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best, B-E-S-T, at the checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. Obviously, I recommend the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You guys are going to thank us. Hungry Root, Hungry Root. I'm sick of dealing with going to the supermarket when it's sleeting in my face. Hungry Root. Is that good? Yes, I agree. Hungry Root has really been a savior for my family throughout this dark time of weather on the West Coast. And why is that, Casey? Because you've heard about meal plans and things like that. Hungry Root is basically like a meal plan, but also like a grocery service. So you don't just get like the dinners, the great recipes that are super easy to cook. You also get like little snacks and things like that. I loved taking that quiz. Oh, yeah. You take a quiz so that Hungry Root can get to know you, your goals, how you like to eat, what flavors you like, what kitchen appliances you use even. They'll keep your needs top of mind and start to help you build your cart. And I really have like enjoyed my little recipes that I've made. Easy. Yeah, They're easy. They're so easy. I've done a lot of meal kits and Hungry Root's recipes are so easy and so well put together and they're so tasty. It only takes like 10, 15, 20 minutes tops to throw together like a dinner for your whole family. And that includes fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood. Plus in your box, you'll get all kinds of pantry staples and healthy snacks and sweets and much, much more. I love it all. And right now, Hungry Root is offering Busy Phillips is doing her best listeners 30% off your first delivery and free vegetables for life. Um, All you have to do is go to hungryroot.com slash busy to get 30% off your first delivery and your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash busy. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. You know, we need credit, but also (laughs) you're just going to love it. Hungryroot.com slash busy. My favorite dresses of the award season, though, have been Quinta Brunson, even though she wasn't at the actual Oscars. You know, did I tell you I had such a lovely moment with her in the bathroom of the Critics' Choice? Oh, you did? I don't think you told me that. we really did. We had the loveliest moment, and she was so fucking delightful. And also, Cheryl Lee Ralph and Michelle and I had, like, a really adorable interaction. Oh, that makes me happy. I know. Um... 
Shout out to Quinta's stylist, Brian Javar, I believe I'm pronouncing right. He has made her look like a million, million, yeah, million she's dollars amazing. at she's everything. Also, can I just say I love that she is so petite? Because like she's, Well, I, that's what I was going to say. Yes. Is he, makes, he makes her presence so big. She's like four foot 11. She teeny. She's she was so, so adorable tiny. and tiny. She's so tiny. And she is really lovely. And so... um. And she used to work right across the street from Busy Tonight at BuzzFeed. Like, she did I mean, it, and I am. Yeah, that's where she got her start at BuzzFeed. Maybe and I didn't know that. <laughs> maybe. You were very busy back in those times. But um, I love Quinta Brunson. We also had a really nice, Matt had a really nice moment with her at a holiday party this year where they both talked about how they uh, were servers at the restaurant Friendlies. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it was very cute. For She's... some reason, I was really hoping you were about to say Houston's because <laughs> that is what I want to eat for dinner right now. That's what you're getting for dinner? Oh, sounds so good. They don't really deliver here, um, but whatever. I can go there after you could, this. You could go there. You know there. what? I can live my own fucking life. Yeah. You can go down the street to Houston's. Um, what else? Do you have any other commentary on the Oscars? I was super excited when Sarah Polly won. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah. I weirdly felt FOMO. Did you? Because I did. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird. I felt weird that I felt it even because I'm like, I can imagine. You know, I don't know. Whatever. I think everybody that works in the industry, like, especially. I don't know. I think people are proud of people that they know. But when you're people that you know are at a thing that you're not at, like, obviously, that's FOMO, like, the same style that you felt as a teenager when you knew everyone was, like, at a party that you weren't at. Yeah. But I especially would think, like, as someone who's been there a number of times, like, it's weird to see it going on and you're not there. Like, um, it was kind of weird. And I, like, wanted to talk to her her about a bunch of things and I was just like well fuck it I'll just text her and so I was texting her and (laughs) I swear to god as soon as they were over she like answered answered in rapid succession (laughs) oh my god and was like oh B I really wish you'd been here and I was like Uh, I know me too and it felt really nice it was really nice that she said that um she had a wonderful time with her husband good you know you know yeah she was just like I wish you'd also been here um okay so um, wait, why did I, what, what, what did you, you were excited me? about Sarah Polly winning? Oh, I was so excited about Sarah Polly winning and, um, and then I was like, just kind of passively watching. Yeah. I wasn't like fully engaged yeah. in it at all. I get that. I get that. But like, just cause I had like other you stuff were, going on. You and, were watching it how the rest of the world watches it. Yeah. I mean, I was confused about that, like adaptive screenplay business, but now I understand it. Adapted screen. Yeah. If it, if anything is a sequel. Yes. Um, but then it's it's based on existing characters. I also didn't realize that knives out came out in the theaters. I thought it was just on some streaming service. The glass onion. The glass yeah. onion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because they have to put it in theaters for a certain amount of time, I believe, to qualify for an Oscar. So it'll go into like 
a lot sometimes when streamers are putting things into theaters for like the least amount of time possible. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Weird Al Yankovic's movie Weird. Like, yes. like Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird. Like that is on Roku, I believe. And Roku declined to put it in theaters, which they were bummed out because they were feeling like maybe it would have a shot at like, you know, something to get nominated for something. But it will be em- eligible for Emmys, I believe. And, and, but not Oscars. Anyway. Right. This is all very inside baseball, but also it's kind of like they should just do away with that rule at this point because it's like theaters, like what is anything? And if you're just putting something in a theater for five minutes just so it can qualify for an Oscar, then you're just jumping through hoops that like don't mean anything anymore. So like people are watching them at home. Let things that have been seen at home be nominated for Oscars. Like what's the best? Whoop, you know? Like we're able to change these things. Like I was, I was thinking about like the gendered presentation of the awards. I was like, wouldn't it be so interesting? I thought they I was, were changing that this year. That's what I thought. I don't know. I'm not kidding. Like, I like actually thought that was happening because right. it used to be that the previous winner of the opposite, whatever, fuck ever. You know what they would be better off doing? Extraordinary performance in a comedy, extraordinary performance in a drama, extraordinary performance in a musical or alternative, I don't know, vibe? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. This This could be the mushrooms talking, but I was like just thinking of like, so many ways they could freshen it up. And I agree. Like, I'm, I'm like, they... You know, or give out two Let's awards and break the binary. <laughs> yeah, today. just you know, because because people who didn't win awards might have won. You know what I mean? Like two women might have won Best Actor. You know what I mean? Or or, or probably yes, would have or, or Best Supporting Actor. Whatever, whatever. Um, I was happy for Key that he won for Everything Everywhere All at Once. His speech was beautiful. As predicted, and uh, shouted out Jeff Cohen, which everybody was, like, excited for me that Jeff Cohen got shouted out. Yeah, I mean, you Uh, are, like, essentially one step away from a (laughs) thank you at the Oscars. Well, you know what I want to say about Jeff Cohen is, yes, that was, like, my connection. Like, I felt like I knew, you know, I'm invested in in, uh, this guy's career because we share a lawyer and their friends or whatever. But I just want to say that, like, why Jeff is so great is because before I feel like his big client was Ryan Coogler from, uh, you know, the Black Panther movies. Right, which is a lot of money. It, exactly. For, I mean, just for, like, you yeah. might not know his name. Yes. Some people don't know his name because he's but the he's director like, of a franchise. But yeah. for a lawyer, that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah. Like he's a client of of the the law practice. Um or was or who knows. I don't like keep a running tab of who's who. But I just want to say that I feel like I was always treated the same as Ryan Coogler. You know what I mean? Like my best. little like random, you know, short yeah. five minute jobs for like the lowest on the cable dial show or whatever, I feel like I was also treated uh, like I was Ryan Coogler. I feel like, and I feel like- That's amazing. I have never felt like I've been treated like anyone more successful than me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, I, I think it says a lot about the people that you're working with. And also, 
Here's another thing I want to say about Jeff. I, I sent him an email just saying, like, I was so happy to hear you be thanked by your friend who's your best friend, who obviously he treated him like he was a star the whole time, too. You know what I mean? Like that that they have stayed that close. But also what I want to say about Jeff is that, like, a million times I've had a friend who just, like, got tapped really fast to, like, come right for a show or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you have to be in L.A. tomorrow from wherever you live, Idaho yes. or whatever. And they've been like, I don't have an agent. I don't have I – don't, I have nobody. Every single time Jeff has been like, shoot me their contract. I'll look it over just to make sure, like, that they're not getting into anything terrible. And it never mattered – to him, like if the person was going to sign on with him to be a client, never mattered. And Molly, who works with him, who's now a partner in the law firm, she started there after I was with Jeff. Same thing. So many times have just been like, like Molly was at my cookie swap party and she was like just saying to people like, oh yeah, just shoot, just I'll take a look at that for you. I'll do, you know, just to make sure, because it's scary. It's like a whole new world. Yeah. And there's, there's, a lot of unfriendly people in this business and they are Jeff is just super friendly and lovely and like I I think that it's it's so valuable to know a person like that obviously anyway I love that I was proud of him I hope that he is proud and feels like he shares in that Oscar too well let's take it to Jamie Lee's speech <laughs> and just this Oscar is all of ours I felt yes. included almost you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's like Ariana said, she's all of us. She is <laughs> fucking, my God, all of us. Uh, and then people had a lot to say about Angela Bassett, like looking disappointed instead, you know, when Jamie Lee won. And I'm Wait, just she like, did? I don't, I didn't even see that. I didn't see that. I didn't. I mean, I think she just looked, you know, she, she, to me, just looked neutral. But, like, even if she was upset, like, it's, you know, it's a very fraught thing. And she might be an actor, but she wasn't on the clock in that moment. And so, like, they put the cameras on people because they want to see, like, how it is. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I do think it was also, like, the honesty. That, that award I felt like was sort of like could have been a surprise. I felt like supporting actress could have been a surprise. It often oh, is, yeah. as a matter of fact. It wasn't a given for me that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to win that at I all. Agree. I would think that Angela Bassett or Stephanie Hsu would have won. Wait, but Jamie Lee won the SAG award? Did she? I don't know. Yeah. Did she? I feel like, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is. (laughs) Yeah, the point is they're all winners. They're all movie stars, but also like they also all have real feelings and everyone deserves it for various reasons. But like we were just saying, they only give it to one person, but Angela Bassett also deserved to win and she deserved to have whatever face she wanted to have on. You know, if I was ever nominated, no poker face. You know when that person fucking, if I didn't win. You'd be like rolling your eyes, making I would just be like, off. <laughs> I'm trying to give you guys the audio equivalent of how big my fucking face is when I'm disappointed. But yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> Like time? with a, like of my finger up, like middle finger, just like, fuck you. 
I mean, which would be hilarious and give everybody so much to talk about. I I do have to say, I'd be like, grateful when I won the Critics Choice Award. Yeah, guys, I won a Critics Choice Award <laughs> for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy for Cougar Town in an untelevised ceremony held in the basement of the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> Um, but Wait, when it was when, untelevised, it wasn't even on the CW. It was not on the no. CW. It was one hundred percent untelevised. I've never seen a video of me wow winning it or thanking anyone. But here's my recollection of it, which, as we know from my video of me falling down the stairs, means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my recollection of it was that I was, I mean, I knew I was a hundred percent completely shocked, did not think I was going to win at all. And then my only other thought was as soon as I got on stage, my only thought was like, get the fuck off stage. No one like you got, they need to move (laughs) the show along. They need to keep moving. Yeah. They need to keep moving. Yeah. Get off the stage. No one cares. You're not going to nail it. You'll tell people later, get off the stage. Yeah. Am I disappearing? Are you seeing no. this? No. Yeah, see- Are you high? <laughs> no. But Casey, <laughs> wait, is my video not like fucking I glitching? I No, it's fine. Oh my God. This is really weird. My It's glitching on my Are side. You- it is actually weird. Oh, okay. I was wondering if you were glitching to yourself. I might be glitching in the matrix. Let oh me tell you something. God. But I do want to just say... My video is glitching, but only on my side, and you look perfect. And that's weird for me. That's weird. Busy's doing a lot of hand motions to test the glitching. And- it's weird. <laughs> well, I, I'm happy awards season is over. Oh, me too. Fuck that shit. Because it's just like, it just causes a lot of traffic in town. It's very weird to be like a few miles away. Um. I did wonder, one time on, I was on a red carpet for, I won't say what award show, but I did Why? Find a, say it. Why? Because what I does found- it matter? I found a pill, like a hardcore drug on the red carpet. And, um, and so that's what I was thinking of with the champagne carpet. I was like, I wonder if pills show up more or less on the, mm, on mm. that. And that's why they changed it. <laughs> and that's why they changed it. So you wouldn't be able to spot a a dropped pill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Um, Wait, what else is going on? Lindsay Lohan announced that a baby is coming soon. uh, Really? On Instagram. Oh, my God. When? Today? Yeah. She posted a picture of a onesie. Fantastic. That said coming soon. And um, when I checked, I was adding my well wishes to the half a million people who already had. Amazing. Um, I'm sure it'll be up to a million by the time we finish. Uh, But I thought that was so exciting. Lindsay Lohan continues Mm -hmm. to be one, the one celebrity that I can never keep a handle on where she is in life because she has been famous since she was miniature. Since birth. Since birth. And so I'm always like, is she still 10? Is she a teenager? Is she 20? Is she 30? I I can never. And so I do have to say for a second, I was like, oh, Lindsay Lohan. Teen pregnancy. 
You're like, yeah, I just was like, that can't be. Oh, yeah, of course it is. She's like an adult. It's so weird to me. I was just talking about this with someone else. We're like. Sometimes I still do the thing with Taylor Swift where I'm like, but she's a teenager. And they're like, right. she's 30. You know, like she's 32 <gasps> right. years old. Wait, um, I rejoined Raya. You did? I did. I did. I got to up the age, though. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Oh, because- I put. I did the. I did the recommended from friends of mine, which was yeah. 33 <laughs> to Jesus 53. Year. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, 33 is an actual baby human. <laughs> like that's like a that's like a that's a child that's adorable yeah. and like I don't even want to fuck. Like that's like not it's too little. Okay. They are ch- babies. Just babies. Yeah. You don't want They've that. Been, I don't think so. But um wait, why was the riot? Why did I bring up that I rejoined riot? What were we just talking? I'm sorry. We were talking about Lindsay Lohan and mm-hmm. Taylor Swift and thinking that she's still a teenager. Yes. But like it is super fucking weird. One of my Raya conversations was about perpetual ages. Oh. And like, you know, I've like long been a very big believer in perpetual ages as being a thing that like keeps you young sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will say that like I feel as though my perpetual age has aged. Oh like interesting. appropriately as I've aged. Okay. Because it used to be my perpetual age was 19. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm like 32. Oh, okay. All right. Do you have a perpetual age? I feel like I'm very, very, very closely in touch with what it is like to be 16 or 17 mm, years old, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 15, mm-hmm, 16, 17, mm-hmm. very closely in touch. There she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But I've had ages that I've enjoyed being. But I think that like if I had to pin a perpetual age, But like age, if I'd, somebody I'd like say, if you were like on drugs, like if you're like on like narcotics yeah. and someone's like, how old are you? But you're like fucking out of it. What do you say? Oh, I would probably say 16. Yeah. 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 That's right. Which That's is right. weird. But it, I think I just and I'm not saying like. Because it was fun to be 16. I'm saying, like, I'm very, still very, very in touch with and can viscerally remember, like, everything about being 16, you know? I do. I do, actually. I'm trying to figure (laughs) out my fucking light because I'm trying to turn on the... There's dark. It's really dark. It's really dark. It's getting very dark. But, um, yeah, I feel like... It is very dark here. Just, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to say that, guys. It's nighttime. Nighttime. It's dark here, too, because it's raining again. I can't stand the rain. For real. I was singing it's that to my myself window. earlier. Um, wait, what I wanted to tell you about the Raya thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about Raya. Was that it was like... <laughs> so this... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I've now I've logged in and now oh I'm sidetracked by it. Um anyway, I this guy was like made me think of ages, whatever. But I don't know. Do you also like sometimes I don't understand how this works. I don't want to do this. Then don't do it. But Casey, but no, but I can't. But what am I supposed to do? 
You're just supposed to live your life, you know? But like everybody But everybody told you to do if everybody told you to jump off a bridge, busy would you jump off it? I think you know me well enough to know the answer is yes. <laughs> I know. But I'm just saying if like every time you go to press a button on that thing, you really don't want to. You really don't have to. You know? You just you don't have to. And I, went I know to a party like, though. I like but also I know it's been a weird I know. I told, you went you went to a party. I went to a party this week. It was well, Jenny Connor just gave me good advice. Yeah. Yesterday. She was like, Can we just press pause yeah. on all of your decisions? Yeah. Because I was Googling under eye surgery. (laughs) (laughs) And I was asking her who the best guy in L.A. was because I already asked my friend who would know in New York who the person in New York was. And they sent it to me. And Jenny was like, honey, I can find out for you. But also, can we just press pause? Like, can you just let's wait six months before we make that call? Yeah. And I really appreciated having a friend that was. Because my New York friend just sent it right to me. (laughs) (laughs) You just, I think. But anyway, no, my point, my like Raya thing is just like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I've never been single? Question mark. Right. Here's what I want to say about this. This is a thing that fucking trips us up all the time because, and I don't. I don't bear any ill will to anyone who's like, join Raya. You got to get out there. You got to do this. You got to do that. Because they're doing like what we're conditioned to do, you know, just to like follow this program. Don't deviate from the program, you know? And so that's a reason a lot of people get married because people are like, I guess that's what you do. Like, I guess that's what people our age who've been together as long as we have. And, you know, I guess that's what we do. And like, You know, I'm sure you've been to more than one wedding where you knew watching the person walk down the aisle, this is a mistake. This is is like not what this person or the other person or both of them want to do, but they're just doing it. And it's just like the same thing with like getting back out there or whatever. Like you are still in a bunch of relationships. You know what I mean? You're in a relationship with your children and you're in a relationship with your family members and you're still in this like co-parenting relationship with Mark and you guys are friends and you have to process everything. And it's like, That's going to be ongoing. It's going to be work that you're doing for the rest of your life, really, like if we're honest. But you're just at the beginning of it. And so it's taking up a lot of bandwidth. And like, you don't have to get out there. Like it's right, except, and I just want to just want to say this. Yeah. Like, you got to get fucked. Well, and, that and also it's like yes. she's only just entered her sex positive era because of trauma at yeah. sets. Yeah. So then it's like, how the fuck do I get fucked? <laughs> like, and I don't mean this mom. I'm so sorry, mom. Mom, you know what? We're sorry. You know what, you know what mom? Mrs. You know Phillips. What? 
Barbara. I deeply apologize about Sorry. this. Although I actually think she's going to be like, you know what, Biz? I thought that was a great conversation <laughs> for you to start with people. You do such important work. Okay. I just am saying. Okay. It's two different conversations, really. I think like, and I think you can have fun. Like, I think you can meet people and have fun. How? Someone tell me how, <laughs> because guess what I've done my entire fucking life. I think you could meet people and have fun. And seven years later. Right. It's, right. I'm like fucking SpongeBob. I'm like right. 4,000 years <laughs> later. I think, well, it's really hard. And I mean, like, listen, I'm talking out of my ass because like I'm married You're to literally, you, the you man are. that you. I, I need to go and call your daddy. <laughs> That I started dating when I was 18. But I do, I have had a lot of friends in your position. And I just think it's like, it's fucking hard. But I think you just live your life and you're open to. I swear to God, the like FOMO, the biggest FOMO that I felt on Oscar Sunday was I was like, shit, I could have made out with that guy. Fuck. (laughs) I could have tried to corner (laughs) motherfucker that guy. And like. Literally, I was like, oh, those are the people that I would, like, want to make out with right now. Right. But, like, again, that's, like, obviously everyone wants to make out with, like, Chris Pine or whatever. Yeah. Is that the right one? Well, he's a good one. Who cares? Who cares? He's a good. Who cares? Chris Pine is delightful. Chris Evans. Those are my top two Chris's. Oh, no, no, no. I can't do the one that went out with Jenny Slate. All right. Well, that's Which one's that one? That's Chris Evans. Great. He's out. Chris Pine. I'm into Pine. I want to get high and I want to, my God, I was so shocked. Some lady on my Instagram was like, you get high, I'm unfollowing. And I was like, (laughs) ma'am, put the rosé down and like come over here. Come over here. exactly. Because also lady, like, come on. Yeah. You're fucking high. Let's be real. All right. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Thanks, BetterHelp. Thanks, BetterHelp. We love you. Here's what I'm going to say. Guys, therapy got me through some moments in my life. I would venture to say that practically everybody needs therapy at some point in their life, if not at all times. Right now. Right Right now. now. (laughs) Right now, guys. (laughs) The good news is... um, when you have a service like BetterHelp, you can work with a therapist and you can help to get yourself like closer to a point where you feel able to meet things that pop up like daily or anxieties and there's no downside to it. Right. It's truly like the best thing you can do. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. Yeah. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online, which is a really big deal for me because I have a great deal of anxiety surrounding making appointments and showing up in person. So the fact that I can just do it on my phone is a huge plus. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. And I like that you can switch therapists if you don't connect with therapist. You know what I mean? No additional charge. They make it really easy for you. And that's a big deal because, you know, choosing a therapist is very personal and BetterHelp wants to get it right. 
A hundred percent. So if you are like thinking of giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp. It's a great option. And if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can really get you there. So visit betterhelp.com slash busy today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash busy. We love you, Helix. Oh, yes, we do. We love you, Helix. Our love is true. When we're not sleeping on you, we are blue. Oh, Helix, we love Helix. You're the best, Helix. I love you. Oh, my gosh. We have been talking about Helix for a really long time now because Helix is a very important character in our lives. She's been there for us in many (laughs) moments of our lives. But the truth is where Helix really shows up is every night before bed. Yeah, it's true. Because in bed, Helix is like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) I'm under you. I got you, girl. (laughs) Girl, remember how you were like, oh, so sad when you had that other mattress and then I showed up and you were like, oop, I can sleep now. That's me. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. They have 14 different unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall folks, and even a mattress just for children. And so... Of course, the best way to figure out which mattress is for you is what Mm -hmm. we love, a quiz. You go online, you take a quiz, Mm. you Mm -hmm. wind up with the Mm -hmm. perfect mattress for you. Give me that quiz because you know (laughs) what that quiz did for me? It got you your ideal soulmate mattress. I love it. I love it so much. The quiz takes under two minutes and then your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. I mean... If your spine needs a little TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's a perfect combination of comfort and support. Yeah. Guys, we love it so much. I can't even tell you like what a life changer is. If you haven't switched out your mattress in a long time, it's such a good investment in Mm -hmm. your health. And you're not meant to have like the same mattress Mm -hmm. forever and ever. Which is like actually where I was in trouble because I thought I actually was like, oh, I bought a mattress when I got married. When when I turned 20. (laughs) Guys, I was, I was, yeah, I was a little bit older. I was like, no, 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 I got a mattress. We're good. Um, But then like taking the quiz and changing it out. And it's incredible. So I'm just going to encourage you to try it out. Don't take our word for it. Helix is offering up to 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners only. Go to helixsleep.com slash a best. This is their best offer yet. It's not going to last long, guys. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Go to helix.com slash best. Well, maybe just try making out with like a normie. No, I mean, I'm not, I can't. How do you meet them unless on a fucking website, dude? 
I went to a fucking party where I should have. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you because I keep <laughs> interrupting okay. myself. Because I went to a fucking party on Saturday night and was like, that was the part. If there was ever a party where I would like meet a person and just like rank to whatever. Yeah. That was it. And guess what? It's what? insanely impossible. I ended up talking to two moms about children and DBT and I was in a fucking corner. That's who I am. So unless I'm like, you know what I mean? I was in a yeah. corner talking to these like fucking lovely mothers. Yeah. But I'm just saying she's not going to the fucking house party in Brooklyn that all the connections are being made and making the connections. She's in a corner talking about Child Mind Institute and DBT therapy. Yeah. And teenagers. Well, you got to stop doing that. No, no, no. But I can't when I'm in like a person-to-person situation. Right. So that's why I feel like the apps are my only hope. I feel like here's what I envision for you. Mm. Someone that works in the restaurant industry. I'm in, girl. A bartender. A chef. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The most, the best conversation I've had on Raya in the entire five days that I've been on it. Yeah. Total. Yeah. Was with a chef. And then he's married happily, but they have an open marriage. Okay, sir. Mm. Is that cool? Well, you did I'm say actually, you just and wanted I said, to have sex. But fuck that. I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in like being a third. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, I would like, if he was like, single and was like, I'm DTF, right? Is right. that what they say? Yes. <laughs> Is that I'm, what the, the people at Jersey Shore say? Yes. <laughs> the Is that what they said on the Jersey, Jersey Shore, Shore 13 yes. years ago? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Anyway. Um, no, like if you've been like, I'm like, whatever. I don't want to fuck with some married guy who's in an, who's trying out an open relationship because they have a child yeah. under three. You, you know don't what want I mean? That. Like, you, you're no. right. You're right. You don't want that. But don't let that sour you on a restaurant professional. You love food. You love drinks. You would have a lot Wait, to talk about. Where's with- my fucking bro? What's his name? The chef. Bobby Flay. Oh. Should I just fuck Bobby Flay? Does he have a girlfriend right now? I have no idea. Oh, let's look know. it up. Let's look no, it up. Didn't they break up and then she hired a plane to fly over that said like cheater or something? If that's true, huge if true, huge if true. <laughs> Honestly, we might have to only, cut all this out too. But not only huge if true, but also <laughs> I fucking love it. It's on par <laughs> with fucking uh, Lana Del Rey hiring one billboard in the entire country for her new album. And it's like in front of her ex-boyfriend's house. Yeah. Yeah. That's a kind of petty. Like when people say like, that's the petty I aspire to. Like the petty I aspire to is Lana Del Rey hiring, like buying out the one billboard that's like <laughs> it on the street that her ex-boyfriend has to drive on to get to his home for her new album. Like, that's all I want in life is like that level of fucking petty. And then, <laughs> you know what? I get there and I just, I fucking, I don't do it. I don't follow. Oh my through. God. Well, I think you just have to meet people in like 
a real life situation in the course. Of, like, I feel like Raya is like, I don't know. It, something about it doesn't feel right to you, right? It's just like, gah. Because it's like an assignment. But you know yes. what everyone's there for. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I just, I feel like if it doesn't feel right, I feel like you have to have a genuine connection with someone, even if you just want to have sex with them. I still feel like you are not going to do that with someone that you don't feel like you can have a conversation or a friendship with. And so. Listen to me. I want to ask you a question morally. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about um, philosophy and morals. Yeah. I've been thinking about watching the end of the good place again. Yeah. I really liked that show. Yeah. Okay. So philosophy and morals. First of all, the end of the last of us, and I'm not going to like ruin it, right? but it's the trolley. Yeah. Theory, Ex- right? Yeah, or yeah. experiment or whatever. Yeah. What is that yes. called? The trolley problem. Yeah. The trolley problem. Yeah. It's the trolley problem. And I say, with the trolley problem. The trolley problem is flawed because is it someone you're in love with or someone you're not in love with? Right. 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 Or that you love or yeah. In love with like, yes, love. Right. Yeah. Right. Or even know like that would even corrupt the the problem Yeah, because how you know them would affect your decision. Oof. That actually, anything, any piece of that, right? Right. Like how you, yes, if right. they're real to you. Yeah. And so the trolley problem is like if a trolley was headed toward a group of people on the tracks. It's a we- it's a track that splits into two. Yes. On one side, one person will be killed. On the other side, four people will be killed. Right. You well, control you would the have lever. To, you would have to throw the switch to choose to kill one person instead of a group of people. Would right. you be able to do it? Would you do it? And or I would say... You let, like fate... Would you let the trolley continue on in the way that it was, knowing that it would not be for the greater... Good. Good. Right. It's going to go kill the four people. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't fucking know. How do you know? Unless you're there. Right. You know? Yeah. That's the truth. I think that's the truth. I think people think they know. They have no idea. Like the real world. Yeah. You know, the TV show that was on MTV. Yeah. You think you know, but you have no idea. Well, that's why it when you introduce all these other, do you know the uh, do you know the single person? Do you love the single person? Do you not like the single person? You know what I mean? Like, I've been watching Snowfall. Wait, you weren't the person that told me to watch it, right? Yes, probably. Were you? Maybe on this podcast? Maybe. Were you? I've been watching it for a little while. I know, but somebody specifically was like, I really think you should watch Snowfall. I think you would really like it. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention it on the podcast. I think I mentioned it when we were just talking on the phone. But it's as near to a perfectly told story that I think I've ever seen. Um, it's, It's really, really well told. But a lot of these same questions come up. And like, 
It really gets you in the mind of, like, if I was a drug dealer, like, because these choices, you know, come up in this story. Like, this person's my friend, and we've been friends for life, but he betrayed me, and so, you know, I mean, not that I'd ever be a drug dealer, but there's so many times when I'm like, Matt and I are watching it, and he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that guy got killed. And I'm like, he didn't leave them any choice, you know? I'm like, that's the game. You know, that's what they always call it. Like, I've been in the game for so many years. And in terms of like a story, you know, it's really, it's really, really well told. And it explores like all of these social implications. Anyway, highly recommend it. It's a really, really well told show that I think kind of flew under the radar. But anyway, there's a trolley problem every week on that show Mm. where I'm like, he had to. I do wonder if like, oof, it's not what the mushroom your- stocking because <laughs> I'm not on them, but I do wonder if life is a trolley problem. Yeah, probably because, and this is what we talk about all the time with like, you know, these legislations that are harming people and we're like, Why can't you believe someone's lived experience? And why can't you believe a gay person or a trans person's lived experience? Why can't you believe a woman's lived experience when she's telling you that this is what she needs to exist in the world? And all of these people who never have had those experiences are, like, making these calls and these judgments on, like, what people need and deserve to live, right? And it's because they've never— They've never lived it, you know? So it's a trolley problem over and over. They're throwing a switch. They're throwing the switch actually to like run over the the bigger group of people. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah. that's my choice to mow down this many people. And mm-hmm. I feel like they deserve it because they're on the tracks or wh- whatever, you know? Cause they're, yeah, because they didn't know to get off. Right, right. Um, And so I really hate it when somebody... I don't hate it. I'm glad that they do when somebody comes around who's like, oh, I was always anti-gay, but then it turns out that, like, my child is gay, and now I understand. And I'm like, well, good, but it's, like, too little too late for all the fucking people that you tortured over the years until you came around because you had a personal experience where personal it finally connection, right. fucking touched your life, you know? But that is, like— a really accurate depiction of, like, how selfish we all are, you know? Like, I mean, we saw it a lot with the pandemic where people were like, (laughs) like, I am following all the rules. I only just, like, went to four parties this week and, like, on a couple of dates and also, like, went to the mall and didn't wear a mask, like, at the height of COVID, you know? And then they're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got COVID, you know? And you're like, well, I mean, not to kick you when you're down, but, like, you thought that you were exceptional to what everybody was telling you. But now you're personally experiencing what everyone else told you was happening. And so now you believe it. Right. And, you know, but that's that's how we are. Like, just humanly. Like, that's how we are. You know, people are like, well, the college entrance scandal, the varsity operation, varsity blues or whatever. Like, people didn't care that they were... Squeezing I out. I was just talking about that. 
They didn't care that they were squeezing out other kids that deserved to be there. They just cared that their kids were getting in. Right. You know? Um, So it's, and like, I don't think these are like, they're not, they're not fictitious drug dealers on a very violent but enjoyable show. Um, But it was a crime and they all just literally were like, I'll do a crime to get my kid into a school. And like, these are like beloved people that we. But I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird for me. I don't get it. You don't get it? You? I mean. I don't. You don't. I, I mean, honestly, you don't. I Just feel like I can always see how you someone can't. could get mixed up in the shit that they get yeah, mixed up Yeah, but you can't. In. But I wouldn't do it. You know? Like, I was going to even say, like, the trolley problem for me is, like, I might even still run down the one person that I knew. Okay, do you want to know my trolley problem? Because I had it. Yes. Already. Yeah. It was that like during COVID when the vaccines first came out and I had like heard about this place that I could like lie and go get it and I didn't do it. Right. Right. And everybody was like, it's super fucking easy. You can just lie and do it. And and no one asks you. Yeah. And I knew a bunch of people who fucking did it and I didn't do it. That's my trolley problem. I didn't think about it being that at the time, I wasn't right. like, this makes me a good person. Right. I just was like, just like, oh, no, no, no. That feels so fucking gross. I can't. Right. I right. won't. I can't. Matt did the same exact thing. Like, vaccines became available for people that worked on production, like, worked in productions. No, it was. It in was, L.A.? Um, not productions. It was, uh, what was it called? necessary jobs or whatever it was. Oh, no. He always was an, a quote-unquote un- essential worker. Essential. But there, but there was I a thing that in was- L.A. where they set up a clinic to vaccinate people that worked in production so that they could I get thought back that was- to work. Okay, sorry. I'm and confused, no, but I that- thought the production one, that one that they did in L.A., was for essential workers, and then they just included production workers. I don't, it was something like that. But anyway, like people that worked in retail weren't included in it, but everyone was like, your husband is working in this store. Like every day he should like just go and say, yes, I'm like a key grip or whatever. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And he just was like, this is the rules that they set up. And, you know, he just, he (laughs) just. Now we're going to get into an argument because I do feel a little bit like, the rules between like people that are at risk health wise and like a key grip going back to production <laughs> so they can make another season of like some fucking season seven of like a crime show. Like, fuck that. Like, then I'm like, I would have skipped the line. At, <laughs> if I'm Matt, I'm skipping the line. This you is what, what I'm I mean? saying. But that's just like him. I mean, busy. Matt's almost been kicked out of our tax office before for giggling too much about like the deductions like he can't believe that we get to like deduct you know cable tv or whatever you know but i'm like that's 
my job. So like that's a deduction that I can take. And to him, he just thinks it's like so weird and he's he's honest to a fault. So in in that case, in that case, he just was like, it's going to come up soon. I'm going to be able to get the vaccine soon. And like, you know, so it'll just be like a couple more weeks that I have to hang on. So, yeah, he wouldn't do it. But I just remember so many people were texting me being like, your husband has to go to this vaccine clinic. They'll let him go. And he was like, no. And I was just like, you know, and then at the time I was like, thanks, everyone. He just wants to die, I guess. Like, you know, which thank God, knock on wood, he did not. But um, anyway, yeah, it's trolley problems everywhere. Trolley honestly, problems everywhere. Honestly, this is all a trolley problem. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put it on a shirt. Let's put it on a shirt. <laughs> guys, guys, we're going to put it on a shirt. This is all a trolley anyway (laughs) what was your you said you had like a moral question or a philosophical question what was it well now I don't know I don't know I don't remember (laughs) you don't did you forget it or you I totally forgot it I totally forgot it totally (laughs) forgot it you were like stealing is it wrong no no I can't remember though because this tangent's been too long oh my goodness you have I'm to exhausted. To, you have to go to Houston's. Yeah, what's going on? Like you, you're starting to shoot Girls Five Eva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to a, you had a fitting today, a wardrobe. I fitting. did. It was many hours. It was so good and fun, and insane clothing awaits us. Um, but yeah, I'm just tired, and I feel really weird because of everything that's going on in my life and with my like my friend getting sick in the way that she yeah. has. Yeah. Um, and I traveled to see her yesterday and then I came back and then I was having like glitching in the matrix where I was like editing in my brain while I was driving back and I was not stoned or anything, yeah. but just like driving and it started sleeting, snowing. And then I heard, I'm a big fan, Cece. And like then like this like Bette Midler thing of her like driving in the rain. And then I was like beaches. And I'm like, this can't be beaches. This is fucking stupid. Don't make this beaches. I don't want it to be beaches. I know I've always said I'm Bette Midler, but this isn't right. And then I was just like in a fucking, I was in a like cyclone. I was in a spiral of anxiety and also very aware that it was sleeting. And I was like, you have to stop this fucking spiral, babe, because it's sleeting and you got to pay attention to driving. Yeah. This is all sober, but grief is, grief is like the biggest drug you can take, I think. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Do you want to put that on a (laughs) t-shirt? Grief. Grief is the hardest drug you can take. Yeah. I mean, and Here's the thing. No one can tell you to get off it either, really. No, no one can tell you how to get off it either. Yeah. Everybody is supportive, and but you can really lose yourself in grief the way that you do in a drug. You can really drive off the road, spiraling or, about beaches. Yes, totally. I mean, I didn't drive off the road. I was fine. I was oh driving straight. I just was having like a very cinematic telling of my own moment. Like, and then I was like, snap the fuck out of it. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? I have to tell Bette Midler about this. She'll hate it. (laughs) 
Honestly, Casey, she no won't. one hates, literally no one hates it more than me. I'm not kidding. She would hate it almost as much as you. I think she would hate to think that, that that's what you were thinking as you were trying to survive driving a, down a sleety road. Drive safe, Cece. I'm a big fan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what are you doing your best at this week? Um, Giving my own self grace. Yeah. There you go. That's it. How's it going? It's okay. I'm okay. With, I'm okay about it. Yeah. I've recognized like I've been behaving in some fucking weird ass, not great behavior coping wise. Yeah. And like allowing just a bunch of bullshit that I don't need, but like I don't have the bandwidth in this moment. And I think it's actually incredible that I like recognize that I don't have the bandwidth. So I'm not like deciding that this is the moment also in addition to everything else that I'm going to have like a hard conversation with someone. Right. Or I'm going to like lay down a new law or I'm going to stop something like completely or whatever. Well, that's weird Weird, guys. That's I was the last one was just weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just would be proud of you. Yeah, I'm just going to give, I'm just giving myself a little bit of grace in that. Like, um, I am able to acknowledge how I'm handling what is directly in my lane. Yeah. And then the other things that are like, definitely blinking on the dashboard and need attention can just hold for one fucking week. Just pause on it. Just a pause while we, while we make it through this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's What are good. you doing your best at? I mean, listen, I've been trying to eat oatmeal every day. I love oatmeal so much, Casey. To make my It's my, my cholest- new favorite thing. I love oatmeal too. And I think there's a big difference between overnight oats and oats that you cook. I like in the oats morning. that you cook. That's what I prefer too. They taste better. Mm-hmm. Matt has made me oatmeal every morning because, like, he just does, he makes me coffee every morning. I'm so spoiled, <sighs> and so he just added oatmeal to the tasks. This morning, my oatmeal had a rock in it, and I feel like it was a real metaphor. <laughs> it was a real metaphor for a way you don't want to start the day by biting into a rock. How does a rock even get in your fucking oatmeal? Well, because of grains and um, farming. I mean, I and guess. Then a, and then a silo. And then many, 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 many steps. And so actually what we should look at is that that rock is a fucking sign. It's, it's like, a miracle. It's a miracle. That I rock is a goddamn to. miracle. Because that it made made it to you, that rock? That <laughs> rock is nothing but blessings. Nothing but fucking blessings, Casey. It aspired to be an oat and it made it. It made it, it was, everybody was like, you can't be in fucking It didn't oatmeal. even know what it aspired to be, but You're it didn't want to be trash. It didn't want to be trash. And that's what all of its rock friends ended up. Fucking trash. That is an excellent reframing of finding a rock in my oatmeal. Like that, that rock <laughs> I did love it. it for you. I actually love it for you. Like I feel more positive about that than anything else that I've heard this week. I gotta be honest. <laughs> 
I gotta be fucking honest. That rock rose above its station as a little rock. She was like, I am not fucking around. I'm making it into the package. I'm making it into the mug. And then that water's gonna hit me and I'm gonna remain my shape. <laughs> and this woman is gonna bite this down lady really. This gonna bite me so hard. And I am staying tough. And she's a survivor. <laughs> I love her. Oh, my God. She is all of us like Jamie Lee Curtis. So I get, I've been doing my best and I will try. I will try to go back to trusting oatmeal tomorrow. <laughs> I do love that. She's like the Jamie Lee Curtis. Forget shit yogurt. This little rock is... She is is... the rock in your oatmeal, and I love her so much. Fuck me. She's all of us. She is all of us. She is persisting. Oh, my my God. My neighbor downstairs is going to complain again. I'm too loud. Well, listen, Busy, Uh, I hope that uh, you... I hope that you meet a nice bartender this week. Should we wrap it up so that Busy can go get some Houston's? Oh, by the way, guess what I had yesterday? Giant Jersey mics. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. And beyond, delicious. It's perfect every time. Con- consistently great. Fucking great, even when you burf it up. <laughs> Guys, this week's episode again not brought to you by Jersey Mics. They're actively asking us to stop talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um, ma'am, I'm going to pay you $250,000 to shut the fuck up and never mention our name again. <laughs> and I get it, Jersey. I get it. But you know what? I got to speak my the, truth. The point remains. The point that remains. We got to speak our truth. That's what happened. And we still love you. Even we still you love you. Love us for it. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. We'll have a happy St. Patty's Day. Oh, yes. Yeah. If you if you celebrate or. Who um, celebrates? What the fuck is it? We don't even know. I don't know. I All I know is New York City, man. Be careful out there. Oh, is that shit going to go off? I mean, yeah, you're going to you're going to be sidestepping a lot of vomit if it's the same New York City that I know and love. I think this this New York City is a New York City no one knows and loves <laughs> yet. But it's one that we're all looking forward to meeting. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys, we love you and we'll talk to you next week. We love you so much. Bye. Oh, no.